0: FM to get started. Hey everybody in this episode of the GH report, Franco gets memory mapped with Drew's memories and what do you do when you wake up and you don't recognize your own face, let alone the face of the person that says they're really you and you gotta wait till you go down to a bar and run into the rich kid to really get a look at what you're supposed to look like in 2019. Boy folks, we got a lot of memory map and talk to talk about right here next on the GH report
1: you're tuned in to after buzz tv the espn of tv talk now
0: let the buzz it is the (laughs) gh report oh there you go folks right here on a sunday afternoon talking about all the goofiness happening in port charles i am frank moran
1: I'm Carla Renata. I'm sorry. <laughs> Frank, Frank has me cracking up. Oh, my God. You are pure comedy today. I cannot.
0: Uh, <clears throat> as always, me. folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And the chat is up and running. Like these fine folks, you can jump in and join us.
1: Yes, let's do roll call. Hey, hey, hey. Barb P. Stuart Pierce. Oh, say, did you see? Oh, say, did you see? <laughs> Joe Costanzo. Um, Annie Goen, Jody Daly, Z- ZK. I want to say Z K. That's wrong. Z K. Michael B. Tom Cleve, Yasmin, Jerry Jacks, um, Loretta, Doris, Dolores Leach, Kelly Public Cover, uh, Jody. I think I said Jody Daly already. Zoe Johnson and Marlon Wallace. Welcome, y'all.
0: Look at that. It was. I will be honest. You went deep in the list before you got to Kelly. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> Kelly, Uh-oh.
1: Kelly, I know Kelly was down. She was, she wasn't at the top of the list because she signed on a little bit later. But that's all right. She there.
0: Thank goodness. All
1: right, all right. Don't Kevin. come for Kelly because you know Kelly be coming for me in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> and she said your your rap was lame. <laughs>
0: I didn't even get a chance to even get into it,
1: Kelly. I know. Anywho. Wow. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, folks, we're
0: going to break down all the latest happenings there. We'll have a little bit of news and gossip at the end to round out out our time together. But before we jump into everything in particular,
1: Carla, what did you think of this past week overall? Oh, my God. So once once they put Shiloh in jail and we found out that and we're waiting for – so we waited with bated breath for Franco, a.k.a. Drew, to wake up to see whether he was going to wake up as Franco, which, you know, anybody with any common sense knew he wasn't going to wake up and be Franco. Waiting to see if he was going to wake up and be be Franco or whether he was going to wake up and be Drew. And then the whole week kind of just centered around that. Like, this is the thing that made me laugh. It made me laugh. This is when you know how, this is when you realize how small of a town Port Charles really is. When the talk of the town, the only talk of the town is the fact that Franco doesn't remember who he is. Because how many times did we see Sam say, oh, yeah, Robert filled us in. <laughs> yeah. Or or somebody else was saying, oh, yeah, so-and-so filled us in. Oh, yeah, so-and-so said this. Maxie, oh, God, what's wrong with him? And Peter's like, oh, this is all my fault. Like It was just like a whole thing of everybody having their own reaction to that news, which was boring to me.
0: Uh, where, you know, and I, I wish I had more of a... Uh... A, a map of Port Charles in detail to see where everything kind of relates to each other. But uh, I mean, the floating rib, floating rib, uh, our great, uh, you know, Max Scorpio owned uh, drinking establishment. I want to know where that is in relation to this because I feel like uh, once Franco leaves, uh, Franco slash Drew says, I got to right. get out of here. leaves
1: GH and he goes yeah. to the floating
0: rib. Uh, you know, it's just like, I mean, it, is it right there? Is it right there? Where I mean, because Cause it
1: looked like it was around the corner. It, yeah. it looked like he didn't have to walk far to get to it. I'm like, okay, because that means it's around. It, that means the floating grip is around the corner from the hospital, which is also around the corner from the, from the baseball park oh, <laughs> where they where they're playing baseball. Oh. And everybody's got on their little. <laughs> I love how everybody had on their little baseball jerseys with the different companies on the front, like, you know, Corinthos Coffee. Like, everybody knows Sunny Corinthos ain't really running a coffee import. Like, really? Y'all got a shirt that says Corinthos Coffee? That made me laugh out loud. I'm like, that, that was just pure comedy. But you know what? wasn't pure comedy and which, which, what was my favorite moment of the entire week always involves Maurice Bernard I love Maurice Bernard he don't love me back it's all good but that moment that moment that he had with Mike when Mike was getting married I was like aww and he's pretending to be the pastor that, whenever there's scenes with them it's always so heartwarming and always so it feels very <clears throat> realistic for lack of a better way to say it but at the same time I'm like, I don't want Sonny to get too soft. I can't I can't have Sonny get too soft. Like, him having a moment every once in a while is all right, but I can't have him getting too soft.
0: What I wish the show would do, <clears throat> and I always want to do my own little special cut of the show, is when Sonny and Mike are in some sort of kind of heartwarming situation, it's supposed to be an important life moment, and then Mike doesn't remember who Sonny is and refers to him as somebody else. And it always <laughs> cuts back to, to Sonny, and he's always got that that sad look on his face. And I just want to put in, like, a sad trompone.
1: Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, oh. No. I just... always,
0: like, he always gets a certain look on his face. But
1: think about it. Think about if you were talking to your mom or dad and at some point in the conversation or maybe immediately you realize that they don't have a clue who you are, like, you, you can't say anything. You can't be mad about it. You can't, like, there's very little physically or verbally you can do in that situation so you know the waterworks and the tears you know crying on the inside situation happens so i love that scene i love and i love that um what's um stella's boyfriend's name marcus 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 brings the dress for her so i guess we won't be seeing him no more either huh
0: well, no. I mean, uh, as we'll talk about later, we've got uh, Stella, Renee Watson, has uh, booked herself a, a role on a new uh, TV, Chuck Lorre show for CBS. So and she's leaving the show for
1: I, And I love – they gave her <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I must say that most of the time when a character leaves, they're, they either leave. They either leave and they're replaced, and there's that voiceover saying the role of so-and-so is now being played by so-and-so or their exit is very messy or it's kind of – left up in the air for the audience or the fans to decide what happened to them they did a very classy exit for her with curtis and it was very classy the way it happened but i have a feeling that's not going to be the last that we see of on
0: i don't think so either uh but i thought it was a classy way to leave but i also thought it was i mean we've been hearing about this family tree for a while but to to go from zero to 60 like Oh, yep, yeah. guess what? I, we got this, and now they want me to fly me over here, and, and I'm gone. See you later. I'm leaving tonight. Well, I'm leaving tonight.
1: in defense of that, so I will defend that, and I will defend it because I've been on an, those ancestry sites, and you do find out about relatives very quickly, and, and that, that kind of thing can happen where you can go and fly and see them really quick or they send for you really quick because I actually had that happen with myself, with a relative that I found out that lives in Japan, that actually she was in the States, and then as we were talking, like in the first, I don't know, two weeks that we were talking, she found out that she she got engaged and her fiancé was um, going over to Japan, so she moved to Japan. <laughs> so, hmm. only reason why I'm defending that is because something very similar to that happened to me in real life. That's the only reason why I'm defending it. Otherwise, I'd be like you, like, that's ridiculous. Did she fly you out? She offered to, but Did I you- couldn't go. Hmm...
0: Did she know you couldn't go?
1: Yeah, she didn't know I couldn't. That's go. why it's
0: easy for her to offer.
1: No, yeah. I think she would have offered anyway because we would be we would Skype together and we would um, try to figure out like because she had half of the family tree and I had the other half, so we were trying to figure out we were trying to put the puzzle pieces together because what we discovered is that my family's last name is Burchette and because it's a British name, it was actually originally spelled Burkett. B-I-R-K-E-T. And then it evolved from that to B-U-R-C-H-E-T-T-E. So because of that, we had a hard time tracking people down. Because um, in the African-American community back in the day, particularly during slavery times, they would spell stuff the way it sounded, not necessarily the way it's supposed to be spelled. So we had a hard time trying to figure some people out. But it was fun. It was fun trying to figure it out. And we went all the way back to the 16th century. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm that's impressive it was impressive but I say all that to say that it is possible so it's not completely crazy and out of the ordinary but I liked I liked how they tried to send her off in style I did like that it was written really nicely um she was able to she was able to give us some range even in sitting there like when um Jordan says something about I, I I mean um Stella says something about you know, oh no they say well what if she starts acting crazy and she says well I ain't gonna stay there and then she starts laughing and getting all giddy all in the same sentence like it was cool I enjoyed I I've enjoyed her on the show I, I definitely
0: lot. will miss her now I was not a huge fan at the beginning but that had more to do not with uh, Renee Watson as an actor but just the kind of the same story beats they kept on hitting again and again with her when she first came on
1: yeah I mean yeah so there's that once but... they were
0: able to get past that Then there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. When she
1: first came on, it was that they were they were beating us over the head with her hating on Jordan. And then once they got past that, then it was it was easier to enjoy her presence there because she was really starting to get on my nerves for a while. Remember? Yeah. We talked about that a lot. So, yeah. I mean, the biggest
0: thing they did for her was to get her
1: a job at the hospital.
0: Because mm-hmm. then you got to,
1: especially with her relationship
0: with Mike, mm-hmm. you really got to see some different shades of her character come mm-hmm. out. And I thought they did a lot to help her out.
1: Absolutely. So now it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Curtis and Jordan as a result of that.
0: You know, it wasn't because when they were saying this, I thought she was just going on vacation, Mm-mm. just the actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I and, and it wasn't until after the show was over, and then I started looking through websites that I saw that she had been cast on this show mm-hmm. and was leaving the show. So I was because because Curtis's reaction is like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't have her around. Like. She's just gone for a few weeks. Be I
1: back. knew she wasn't. Com- I knew she wasn't coming back because they were crying and they were crying real tears. Like it wasn't. There was a moment where I was like, "Oh, they crying for real? I wonder what's happening." Like, did she get like for a minute? I was like, "Did they fire her? <laughs> like, what?
0: <laughs> you fired? <laughs> They'll go to the scene. What's going
1: on with Aunt Stella? What have happened? But yeah, I it was, and not for nothing. But and I'm just gonna call a spade a spade because that's what I do. Three quarters of these soap operas that are on television, and it's only a handful of them now, they only have, like, you know, two or three little spots of black people on there to begin with. So, and usually when, and usually the black characters don't last for very long, or when they are on there for a long period of time, they only come in, like, for Sonya Eddy, they would only use her for the, um... The nurse's ball, and now Mm -hmm. they're starting to use her a little bit more. So to see them actually take the time and build a storyline around Jordan, Curtis, and Stella have a beginning, middle, and end to it, or a fake end, so to speak, it was nice to see that actually happen, as opposed to what they usually do, which is some crazy stuff, so...
0: No, I was totally expecting that this was going to be some kind of plot where she was going to be abducted and it was going to be <laughs> I was Person I Jordan. was down for that. Yeah. I was
1: all down for that. I'm like, ooh, we got a new adventure coming and then she was like, oh, I'm going to London tonight. I'm like, <laughs> Yep. That was it. I'm like, Ur-ur. I was like, oh, she's not coming back to the show. And she, and she seemed giddy in real life. Like, she was excited for a new chapter, a new adventure. Because Verne Watson has been a guest star on television for decades and has never had her own show. Never, ever, 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 ever. I was saying before we went on the air, she was Will Smith's auntie on The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, so she's never she's been guest starring here, co-starring there, but she's never been like a series regular on a show. So this is nice for her, for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, so to hop back, we were talking about the beginning. Good old Franco getting his memory mapped. Uh, the thing that bugged me about that is that we <laughs> see the way they, they structured those scenes when he first starts waking up, where. They would always ask the pointer question, well, you know, what's your name? Or they would, they would, they they played so long uh, drawing that out for the reveal.
1: They did. And let's talk about when Epiphany gave him that shot. You would never give somebody a shot in their shoulder <laughs> to knock them out. Like, she, <laughs> remember, she like reached over. Yep. Was it, John. Yeah, she reached over and hit him like right here in the shoulder blade. I'm like, it, my mom mother was watching that with me, and my mother is a registered nurse, and my mother yelled at the TV screen. She's like, a nurse would never give a shot like that. What are they doing? I (laughs) hollered out loud. I was like, oh, Lord. And my mother hates General Hospital, but I love it, so I don't really care. But she was (laughs) like, like, they would never. I said, well, maybe you should go be a medical consultant. She's like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Now,
0: you know, certainly Franco's character's been around for a while, and he started very from a very troubled background, and they've done a lot to rehabilitate the character. This storyline, for however long it lasts, and, you know, with uh, Billy, Miller, Billy Miller leaving and not knowing if they're going to be recasting the role, I'm fine with Franco having this for a while. Uh, I mean, clearly, it's never going to be long-term, but it's almost a shame that it wouldn't be, in a sense, because what I did like about Jason Quatermain after the injury becomes Jason Morgan it gave the actor a whole new character to play. Mm-hmm. And in some ways... A much more enjoyable character to, but, to see.
1: But what's going to happen with Elizabeth's character now is is the question. Because she seems to, like, she is the epitome of Tammy Wynette's stand by your man. Like, she will, whoever her man is in the moment, she will stand by her man within an inch of her life. But then they never let her have a man for very long. Like, the only person they let her have for any long period of time was Lucky. Very true. I'm just saying, everybody else has been like ships in the night. Well, she's been with Franco for a while. I mean, this and selection... Jason was a shipping. A... Well, Jason and 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 Lucky, because she was with Jason for a minute too.
0: Yeah, but never enough to the satisfaction of the the Liz Jason fans.
1: Yeah, no. Well, that'll never be to the satisfaction because they never really had a chance to see where that would go. Yeah, for a variety of reasons, mostly Sam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, there's something about seeing like Roger Howarth given, which maybe I'm sure is excited for him, given a new material, given a new character to sort of play.
1: Yeah, I didn't like him. What I didn't care about that was when they were in the hospital and he began to manhandle Elizabeth, I didn't like that. When he grabbed her by her shoulders, it looked like he was going to throw her up against the wall. And I was like, you can be forceful without putting your hands on her. I don't need for you to put your hands on her. You know what I mean? If if this is supposed to be Drew Kane, the Drew Kane that Billy Miller and Jason... I mean, Billy Miller and... um. What's the child's name? The plays Jason, Steve Burton. Steve Burton, the Billy Miller and Steve Burton version of Drew Cain was a was strong, a strong silent type, but sensitive, especially when it came to women. So I didn't particularly care for the fact that this Franco version of Drew put his hands on Elizabeth, like he was going to throw her on the other side of the room to get her out the way. I didn't like that. That was out of character for that character to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: It's, uh, the one thing that, a few weeks back when we started seeing some of the flashbacks that Shiloh was having Mm -hmm. about their time uh, with his Drew, Drew back in the military, Mm -hmm. and him going to say, hey, I'm going to make sure you you go to prison for what you're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. That was the only time we've really seen the real Drew for just those bits. And it's certainly in a heightened moment. Mm -hmm. We've never seen, we never have had a chance to see Drew, normal Drew, so we have no baseline to figure out like, is, you know, how how close this is to Drew. So, because what I liked about the flashbacks, it was the first, I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, this is Drew. I almost would have wished we could have seen some more flashbacks of just Drew being Drew as opposed to... Before
1: they went into the flash drive situation? Yeah. Yeah, so we, I
0: agree. Because I know I, I, I'm trying to... Because my only comparison is Steve Burton as Jason. Right. And it's, that's a totally different character who's had a totally different life
1: experience. Right, I agree with that. I actually agree with that. <laughs> what, what I also will say about that is... It would have been nice to see flashbacks of him dealing with Kim, too. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, instead of him just having that flashback with Shiloh, it would have been nice to see him have flashbacks with Kim. It would have been nice to see him have... Flashbacks with Jason before the the split up with them happened. They showed a little bit of that though when they showed Jason and Drew as little boys when the whole um, when they were trying to figure out how they were related and stuff back in the day when they first introduced that character. They would show when they were trying to figure out how he threw him down the stairs and all that drama. Remember that? Oh, uh,
0: you, Franco and uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So so there <clears throat> there's all that going on, but. Um, I say all that to say that it would have been nice, like you said, to see flashbacks with those different people before we got to this flash drive place so that we could figure out or at least have some semblance of what the old Drew was like to make that comparison of whether or not this Franco version of Drew is even close to what Drew Kane is supposed to be.
0: Because when I see him have that interaction that he has with Kim in the hospital, like hearing him talk with Kim Mm -hmm. I don't know there was just something about it I was like this guy's kind of (laughs) skeevy
1: it was kind of creepy it creeped her out she was freaked out and and that's another thing so it's going to be interesting to see how Franco thinking that he's Drew how that's going to affect Kim actually leaving Port Charles is she going to leave now she may not you know what I mean she may not leave with Julian remember what the psychic said the psychic oh, yes. the psychic was like, Oh she said to Ava, Oh, I wouldn't worry about him. He's not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, and she had like a nice smile on her face. Mm-hmm. All right. As she
1: always does. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda love that psychic Chelsea. Chelsea's pure comedy.
0: I am digging her much I mean certainly Veronica Cartwright, you know, uh, you know, Hollywood legend there. But uh, so it was cool to see her in a little bit. But I've been enjoying Chelsea much more.
1: And they're giving her a lot to say. It's pure comedy. I'm like, Well, okay. Go ahead, Vanessa. Yeah. No, Veronica Cartwright was the other one.
0: Yes, that was the first one that she she left. So mm-hmm. it was nice to see her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm enjoying Chelsea
1: much better. Chelsea's killing me because she's, she, she's always like... And I love when she was dealing with Laura, and Laura was like, oh, I wish you took cash. And she was like... It's 2019. Of course I do. She reached down and got her little machine. I'm like, okay, that's pure comedy that psychics are taking credit cards. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you know whether or not somebody had cash if you were a psychic? I'm just saying.
0: But also, why do we got to have a machine just venmo me? Just, you know, just hit me up with that Venmo.
1: Well, she said that. I think she said... She said... I think she said something about Venmo. Maybe she didn't. Maybe I, oh, maybe I thought I heard that. But anyway, <laughs> the fact that she thought she was—the fact that she was put, whipped out that th- um, little machine out of her purse made me laugh out loud. And then and then Laura, like, went off on her and said, do you—Laura's <laughs> like, do you know you're in violation of penal code? da 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 And I was like, Oh, okay, Laura. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all right, Miss Mayor, you better know your penal code.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what I did like though about that is like the first time you're going to meet a psychic, because you to at least try to test it to see the legitimacy mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. And so I did like that. Laura was like, I want to get in contact with my brother, mm-hmm. and not having a brother, just to see how that would go. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I was
1: like, all right, smart move.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a uh, good deal. So, but then
1: when she said she she said can so she said but I have a message from your son. Oh, did she say she had a message for her son? When they got to the part about the son, she immediately assumed that she was talking about Lucky because Lucky, cause she doesn't know that Nicholas is probably still alive. And then when they had that little moment and they went off on each other, and Chelsea was like, oh, yeah. So I wasn't talking about the son in Arizona or New Mexico or wherever he is. She said, I'm talking about your other son. And Laura's face was like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That made me laugh out loud. I'm like, okay, y'all got jokes. I, I mean, cannot. I feel like we got to
0: see a Nicholas reappearance. I mean, whether it's Tyler Christopher or somebody else, but I feel like there's like too much talk about like about Nicholas. And yeah, he's of, gonna he's definitely he going
1: to come back. We know that. He's definitely going to come back. <laughs> what about Hayden getting caught by um, Liesl?
0: You know, I... GH does this a lot, which we've <laughs> talked about, where they will set up an idea... Uh, but they will play coy with the audience, and mm-hmm. you know, it's there's this item or there's this secret, and everybody talks around it but never says it. Mm-hmm. And the scenes that we get to see, especially two characters that both know it mm-hmm. but never say it out loud to each other, mm-hmm. and it's always like, and you know, like the only reason they're doing that is because they don't want the audience to know what it is yet, and mm-hmm. it frustrates the heck out of me. And so I feel like GH, which is fine to kind of you know, kind of you know, intrigue and pull you into a storyline. But I also feel like GH does a thing where they run it too long to the point where yeah, it they gets do. annoying. And yeah, like, they
1: do run it. I agree with you on that. They do run it too long. But I love I loved that Liesl and Hayden were finally able to have that moment. Because yes. up until now, they kind of have been ships in the night, and there's been little quips here and there. But they've never really had that moment where they had a conversation, and Hayden looked scared. Like, she was sweating. I'm like, why is homegirl sweating? <laughs> <laughs> she was she was sweating like a whore in the church. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's to the point
0: now where I just I, I want to know what the what this is that they're looking for. Just tell us.
1: Yeah, they're not telling us what it is, and it's it's getting it is getting ridiculous. It's like, okay, so what exactly are they looking for? And then, did you peep this? So while she was in the trophy room looking for whatever she was looking for, did you peep how long the camera stayed on that picture of Helena Cassidy? Well, because we're going to be seeing her soon. I'm like, why are we... Why is the picture... I was like, why is the camera on Helena Cassadine when Hayden is the... Oh, um, okay. Because at first I was like, is there somebody behind the painting? Like, are we going to see some eyeballs moving? Yes, you know I what agree. I mean? I was waiting. I was waiting. Are there going to be some eyeballs moving back and forth? I couldn't... I was like, I don't know what's happening with that. But in that, exchange, <laughs> in that exchange between Liesl and um, Hayden, of course, you know, I'm the one that catches all the funny lines. Baby, when she said... <laughs> She looked like Joan of Arc compared to Hayden. <laughs> and when she said, when Hayden said to her, oh, your vision hasn't suffered from age, I see. I'm like, Ooh, y'all are going in. That was That was <laughs> funny. They went in on each other. It was pure comedy to me. And then she, when she snatches that phone. Now, when she snatched the phone, I thought that was a bit much. But then she snatches the phone and realizes that she's getting these text messages from Jax. And we learn from the baseball game situation that Liesl has a little crushy crush on Jax. Which I'm oh, like, boy. first of all, Jax is way too young for you. What are you doing? I'm
0: not way too young.
1: Come on now.
0: It's, uh, so you got, you, there's somebody you have a crush on and not you know you just can't hang out with them at the bar after you've played baseball or softball together Mm -hmm. you're all just gonna hang out at the bar Mm -hmm. afterwards and enjoy drinks maybe Mm -hmm. have some like Mm -hmm. friendly smack talk Mm -hmm. she's gotta tell Maxie like I gotta go back to the Spoon Island You you know this takes more than just you know to go into the restroom to up Which was up.
1: funny to me that she going to go all the way she going to go all the way to the pier take the lunch go to Windermere change clothes and co- you really think people going to still be there when you come back
0: Exactly I mean, like what were you thinking <laughs> There is no way I mean cuz bare minimum I I Liesl, I feel like is going to shower She's going to shower
1: Yeah she's not just going to change clothes and smell like she been in, rolling in sawdust all yeah. day No mm-mm. so
0: I mean I feel like that is a, a bare minimum of an hour minimum trip Because I feel like it's got to take at least 15, 20 minutes to get to Spooner Well, she
1: said 20 minutes. 20 minutes. She said it takes 20 minutes. So there's 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back. That's not counting the time that you got to get ready, which might be 20, 30, 40 minutes, depending on how long it takes you to get your act together. And if you're going to wash your hair, then you got to wash the hair. You got to blow dry the hair. That's like a good 15 minutes right there. Like, who is going to wait 90 minutes for you to come back so that you can flirt? Uh, nobody.
0: (laughs) I, I would have loved to have seen that of Lisa coming back and there's nobody at the bar anymore. That was it
1: because nah, Hayden Hayden didn't take the launch but Liesl did yes so I'm just like okay y'all are funny
0: so I again we still have this Jack storyline being drawn I mean I love seeing Jacks in the show and it's been great to see him mix it up especially with Nina and, and Valentin mm-hmm. but I just thought I don't know what is the what's this thing because at this point I'm like I don't you're losing my interest in this.
1: and then they're, they're barely showing what's going on with um Sasha they barely showed that this week yeah, I'm like is she supposed to be in such dire health? don't you think we should have seen her at least once like we heard her referred to but we never really saw like a whole lot of action happening with her you know
0: I would be curious to see if they put the pieces together before Cassandra reveals herself to Nina or it's only until then they realize like oh it's Cassandra and she's back
1: yeah, that's gonna be. It's gonna be you, ugly when she shows up. Yeah, it's
0: because uh, we see uh, Michael kind of filling in Finn. It's like, oh yeah, there's this woman here that we didn't realize. We've seen them kind of talk about it without giving any specifics on what she looked like or anything like that. That have kept Finn from kind of making a connection.
1: Yeah, maybe she's gonna come back and finish the job with Sasha. Dun dun dun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, and let's talk about your favorite couple, Chase and Willow. They barely got time this week, too. And when they did, it was so corny. But, hey,
0: you know, she respected, uh, you know, how dedicated he is to his job.
1: Yeah. I'm like, they could they could have kept that scene. I was like, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, the, from all the stuff where I was reading online, where they kind of made you like, uh, Willow's going to see a different side of Chase. Yeah, it's like yeah. What that
1: he does his job? Like, okay, that uh, his
0: dad was a teacher and it really got him involved and in, yeah, really appreciation for
1: teaching. I cannot. And what I and another scene that I liked happening was the scene between Drew and Monica. Where, you know, Jews basically giving her to break down. <laughs> like I said, everybody's gossiping and talking yeah. about this one thing. So he's got, so Monica's the latest one to hear it because she was in surgery or with a patient or whatever. And um, he tells her everything that's going on. And Monica's like, well, you know, this might not be such a bad thing after all. he's like, for who? She's like, for you. And I'm like, how, and I'm thinking, even I'm like, well, how is that? How is this not gonna be, how is this gonna turn out to be a good thing for him?
0: Well, I mean, the chance to talk, it's like chance to talk to your past self
1: Ugh.
0: to, especially if you don't remember anything about your past, if you had a living body, just a living embodiment of your past life mm-hmm. to be able to ask them all these questions and get those answers.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: who wouldn't want to do that?
1: I wouldn't. You wouldn't? mm
0: You'd be fine just not knowing anything about your yeah. past?
1: mm mm-hmm. Really? Because when you know about the past, then you can alter it and sometimes altering the past gets in the way of something really good that might happen in the future. It's kind of that that whole back to the future ideology like I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to do that. You, wouldn't you know like a- what what if what if what if me messing around with the past messed up how my mother and father met, then I wouldn't exist. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I would want that.
0: But even if it's not at that time traveling, but still the ability to ask this person that has all your childhood memories, all these questions you've had about your life growing up, any of your backstory.
1: I don't think I would want to know. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I would want to know. Hmm, interesting.
0: I don't. Would you? I think I would. I mean, I would be curious to know about stuff. That
1: <laughs> Stuff?
0: Yeah. Hey, You know, <laughs> did I always like pizza?
1: Did some I always like pizza? Pe- not did I always like pizza. I cannot.
0: Yeah, that would that'd be, that'd be the very first question I would ask. I always like pizza because I kind of like it now. That always the case. But you know, to, just to know about some of your childhood motivation, your kind of personality, are you the same sort of personality type now? Hmm. Even though you've got somebody's memories mapped over you, are is there anything within you that still resonates with that person that you're hearing about that you originally were?
1: I, I don't think, I, I really don't think I want to know. All right. I don't think I want to know. I think I would just rather play it out as it comes. Interesting. I, I, I'm more of a live in the present kind of person.
0: Because yeah, what I did like about that scene, is when Monica says, why didn't you just get rid of that damn thing? And... I can see what Drew's honest thing was. It's like he was hoping at some point technology would evolve to the yeah, point and where I, he could try to do both. Yeah,
1: I totally bought that because I was like, you know, there's always that hope against hope that, you know, he could find out. what. Now, if you could find out without losing stuff and without mm-hmm. it being detrimental to those around you, then I might entertain it. But for the most part, I'm kind of, I don't, if I had to make a decision based on what I know right now, I probably wouldn't do it. It's...
0: I you know it's a, it's a bummer cuz I'm intrigued by the storyline but knowing that Billy Miller is not going to be sticking around for the long haul for this. It's uh real quick just a hot sidebar on mm. the character of of Drew Kane. Mm. Do you like that character? Do you think that character uh, is interesting enough to see that once he leaves Billy Miller leaves the show that you would want Drew Kane to come back onto the show even played by a different actor?
1: I think the mystery the mystery that they have shrouded around the character of Drew Kane is enough to keep me intrigued about what happens with him but they will need to step up their game in that regard cuz right now it's kind of the same old same old with different people. You know what I mean? It's like the same old situation but with different people playing the role of Drew Cain and that's getting very tiresome for me so they're going to have to step up their game in regards to that to make me kind of step up and pay attention it's
0: because the one thing I do I I feel like Drew's been let uh, as a character has been let down in many different facets the one area that i don't think he's been let down and i wish i would lo- i would love to see more of is his relationship with monica
1: yeah like that seems to be a steady that seems to be a constant because there's been drama with sam there's been drama with kim there's been drama with jason there's been drama with franco there's been drama with almost everybody and anybody that he has had to come in contact with except for monica quatermain so i yeah I lo- I love that though, and I'm kind of glad that they didn't have him have com conflict with her, because I think for this character to be in as much flux as he's in, there has to be at least one person that's a constant for him, at least one.
0: Yeah, so and that's cool. Hearing him call Monica mom was I was like, oh, that's really cool that their relationship has got to that point.
1: I know, right? That was that was interesting. I was like, oh, he called her mom. Like, okay.
0: Yeah, and okay. even though she, I mean, Jason has gone from Jason Morgan to Jason, uh, Jason Quartermain to Jason Morgan, mm-hmm. gosh, 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but in some respects, even though Drew's only been around for about, you know, six years, in, in some respects, he is closer to Monica now than Jason Morgan is, just yes. because of just, even though Jason still has an affection for, Morgan, or for Monica, it is still a, a, a bit of a detachment.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that... I think you're absolutely right in that regard. But I think because... Um, because of what's happened with Jason over the period of time, like the brain injury and the this and the that, all the stuff that's happened to him and working for Sonny, that has caused him to kind of keep his distance and be a little, not colder, but just not as warm and fuzzy and all up in our face as as Drew is. And Drew is... in and Jason knows his lineage. Like he knows that he's a quarter He knows about Edward. He knows about Tracy. He knows about all these people that were there, but drew has absolutely nothing going on. Like he can't remember Jack. So, for him to have Monica as that one constant, somebody that he can go to who's not going to pass judgment on him, who's not going to try to tell him what to do, who's not going to try to talk him into anything, who's simply just going to listen to what he has to say, I think that character needs someone like that.
0: What I did think was interesting was when we see Franco and Jason get a meet at the Floating rib, mm-hmm. And for Jason, not to, to not have any knowledge of him having a twin brother makes sense, but for uh, Drew to have a twin that you find out about because you see him in the paper because he comes from a well known family. <laughs> to learn about that. It was cool to realize that Drew knew that he was related he was to rich. Jason and he knew all about as much as for somebody from the outside looking in could know about Jason Quartermain's life.
1: Right. This is the epic fail with all of this this Franco Drew business. When they had him look in the mirror and even he says, when he's talking to Jason, even he says, I didn't look like me. Well, dude, if you don't look like you and everybody else is calling you by another yes. name, don't you think you ought to like pause for the cause for a second? Like, I'm like, really though? Yes.
0: That it took that long for somebody to show him his <laughs> reflection just to get him to prove, like, yeah, that's why we're calling you Franco because look at you. Look at you. You're not, you don't look like yourself.
1: That was like, that was ridiculous. Yes. And, and, what wasn't ridiculous, though, that maybe uber, uber sad was when Cameron came in and found Elizabeth on the sofa and was like, where's Franco? He's not here. Cameron has got, like, guilt for days because he was such a butthead to Franco mm-hmm. for so long. And then Franco ended up saving his life because that could have easily have been Cameron walking around with no memory or Cameron being dead. And Franco unselfishly took his place to save him. And so I think that them having that that... That mother son moment where they have bonded together and decided that they're going to work collectively to try to get him to remember who he is without like shoving it down his throat was a good move.
0: Yeah, and uh, I do like Finn reaching out to Hayden to say like, "Hey, some stuff's been going down with Elizabeth." Maybe she go, yeah. you know, be And support. I love
1: how she showed up and she was like, I'm moving in. And I was like, oh, that was a nice moment. I'm like, oh, she really trying to be slow." Hayden's not all bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she is... got a heart. She not the tin man.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. it was the nice thing. I did like the dynamic that was beginning to develop between them when mm-hmm. Hayden first left the show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, oh, we never, they're just getting to the point where it'd be interesting. So, I'm so it'll it be now. nice.
1: It'll be nice to see it'll be nice to see that relationship. I hope they, they show us more of that relationship. But you know a relationship I hope I never see more of is that freaking Brad, him messing with the computer, trying to what was he was he trying to change the biological fo- what was he doing? I, like I was confused because one screen popped up and had Shiloh's name and then another screen popped up and had another name and I wasn't quite I couldn't I, I wasn't grasping very well what it was exactly that he was trying to do before Lucas caught him.
0: Yeah, it felt like he was trying trying to, I mean, hide Wiley, Wiley's uh, paternity mixed like, up with Shiloh. Weren't I you confused?
1: I was confused because the one screen had Shiloh and then another screen had Michael Corinthos. And I was like, and he's typing, but I'm not seeing anything going on the screen that he's I'm like, what is going Like, what is he doing?
0: It was that that whole sequence was. Do you know what I'm
1: saying? It was weird.
0: (laughs) He just comes into the hotel, the hospital lobby, and he's like, "Right."
1: He just (laughs) roll. This is the first thing. First of all, there's a computer sitting in the middle of the hospital hallway that he can just roll up on and start using. Like you ain't got to type in no password. Yeah. You ain't got to put in no username. (laughs) Like he literally just starts typing. I'm like, "Oh come on now, y'all."
0: You just couldn't go to your lab (laughs) because isn't there a computer right there in your lab that you can do this? Right where nobody
1: can see you. Like come on.
0: It's a, and him talking to uh, Julian.
1: You, you can't leave town. Who am I going to talk to about all this? And Julian this? was like, I love the fact that Julian was like, well, maybe that's a good thing. I'm like, well, okay, Julian. <laughs> Cut, kick him to the curb. <laughs> Julian was like, I'm kicking you to the curb and good luck and worry about your own problems. I got my own over here happening.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of Julian's problems, because... <laughs> Kim and Lucas have a little conversation. Words, Mm -hmm. and Kim says, "Hey, I, you know, you're just getting back together with your father. Mm -hmm. You say it, I will let Julian know that this is something I have to do by myself." Mm -hmm. And so Lucas brings that up to Julian, and says, "Hey, you know, she, she said she's pretty much going with or without you. So, you know," and Julian's like,
1: "Yeah, I'm out." (laughs) He's like, "The only reason I stayed was, you know, for the bait for you and the kid anyway. But you know, I can see y'all any the time." He's like, "Deuces," I'm like, "Wow." Do that was actually surpri- don't you think that was surprising? Cause he whined and cried and acted out for so long about being able to see his grandkids that now all of a sudden it's just so easy for him to walk away.
0: Do you do you think Julian is being foolish?
1: Hell yeah. I think I think it's all gonna come back because if he doesn't stay there, when it eventually pops off with Brad and that that baby drama mama stuff when, that, when all of that comes to the forefront, he's going to be the first name that's going to come flying out of Brad's mouth. Well, Julian, help me. You know he is. He can't hold water, and he's definitely not going to go down by himself.
0: No. you know It's just like with Julian, knowing if you're in a relationship with somebody that is grieving and wants to leave town to get a change of scenery, <laughs> to help, hopefully help you through the grieving process, has already said, you know, I'm going to do this with or without you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And you decide, you know, I'm still going to go anyway. Are you a fool for doing that? Or are you somebody that's like I'm I'm being I'm sticking by the person that is going through a tough time and I want to be there to
1: help them through this? I think it's a little bit of both. I think I think cuz the person going through you're not going to be able you can be supportive of the person that's going through the hard time, but they're going to have to go through the hard time. They're eventually going to have to come out on the other side of that by themselves eventually so there's that and then the other part of it is you walking away and you're gonna leave you gonna you're gonna leave all this drama in brad's hands have we not learned anything <laughs> about brad in this situation over the last year he cannot hold water he cracks under pressure like really you're really gonna leave that's foolish to leave him there to deal with that because he can't deal with it
0: you know, I did. Like, him like, yeah, I can't take the. I used to take these classes; they were helping
1: me, but I can't do those anymore. I poor wanted to, day. I wanted to punch him in his throat when he <laughs> said that. I was like, "Dude, it's dawn a day. Like, what the hell are you thinking?" I can't. Poor. Uh, I just. I cannot. Uh,
0: you know, as much as we complain about the park as being one of my favorite settings there in GH, uh, we see, as we were talking about a little earlier, we see the softball game happening between Corinthos Coffee and then, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, from Aurora Publishing. But it happens on a set. I was bummed that we did. Why? That it why? wasn't
1: in the, your favorite location yeah, park. Was,
0: I mean, if you're going to do it, just <laughs> have them walking around. Because there, there was no need. We have the fence. Great. And so we feel like we're in a because ballpark. Because there's
1: not a park. Because for them to be able to shoot that, there's there's no way they could have shot that at a park.
0: Mm, great. They,
1: I mean, the poss- they would have needed way too many cameras. It would have been too many angles. It would have been too many setups. It was hot. I, like there's a lot of reasons why they were not trying to do that out in the park.
0: What I do love though is that we see the person that's been uh hanging around Lulu occasionally. This I know, I kinda
1: like him. But, but, but when he but when that fool went like this, oh you came because of these, I'm like, dude, your guns are not all that impressive. Get over yourself. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I <was And> like... <laughs> that I was like, What are you doing, dude? But then also when they're at the uh, the softball diamond and Jack says, "Oh, hey, yep, yeah, you are a new driver for for a pub- publishing." And he's like, "All right," like he's just like he was just like, "All
1: right." Dude. I think they're trying to figure out what to do with him. I think that him and Lulu have good chemistry. I think their chemistry is good, so it'll be nice to see what happens with them. Um, when she read him about the well drinks, though, that was funny as hell. She was like, "Yeah, you're getting a well drink. You're getting the worst thing they have to offer—a well drink." I'm like, "Ooh, well, not every bar that has well drinks are their well drinks bad. You just kind of dissed all bars, really, Lulu? Is that what we're doing right now? Okay.
0: But I'm also tired of shots of those two guys, Lulu and the and the guy talking, and then it just. Pushes through and we see Maxie like watching them intently.
1: Maxie lurking in the background. Like, Maxie, uh, has, Maxie's been doing a lot of lurking these days. <laughs> Maxie, Maxie is becoming the queen of lurkeration. I'm just like she's just like,
0: oh, great. You know what I did love though is our boy Robert Scorpio. He does a little like uh, sleuthing and sneaking about where he's in the hospital and he kind of hears Finn and Valentine talking and he kind of takes a step back. Listens and then goes and throws in a misdirection to Valentine. I was like,
1: "I love That's that." That's my boy. But can we just talk about how orange he was? He was very orange. Hey, Robert, and know? I know he didn't go to Australia because it's winter time there right now. So I'm like, mm, "What tan in bed did you go to?" Because yeah. you
0: were orange. It's tough. I mean, he's you know, he, a man who's out <laughs> in the world as a WSB agent. You're going to get a great tan. You're out in all these remote locations, so you get a great tan, and then you realize you're you're kind of landlocked in Port Charles. You, know, you're, you call
1: that a gray tan? He was orange. He's getting his base. <laughs> it's just, he's got to go back for okay. the next round. Uh, good. Oh, that's a lot going on. I'm glad I was born with a base and a next <laughs> round because that right there, that's, that's a lot going on. I'm like, I, yeah, you, you know, I cannot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hoping next week we do see a scene of Robert going to the tanning bed. I got to go. I'll
1: just bring one and sit here right <laughs> on top of the desk. <laughs> what kind of news do we have? Oh, some hot, hot, super hot news.
0: After Buzz TV
1: News. I mean,
0: certainly the biggest one was Renee Watson leaving. So, uh, Makes yes. me sad. And she has is, she is gone to the Great Beyond. No, I'm not. She's <laughs>
1: she's... Don't say that. Don't be cursing her like that. <laughs> yeah, I rebuke yeah. you in the name of yeah. Renee Watson. <laughs> the
0: Great Beyond being CBS. Uh, and a Chuck Lorre show. Uh, it looks like we are going to uh, be finding out more about Hayden's at the baby uh, dilemma and the possible paternity of it. Could we be throwing a little monkey wrench into the plan? Because we did have her ex husband that had shut up around the same time as well. So this
1: is true, and she also <clears throat> was very tan. So there's a she had a little orange situation happening too. But continue.
0: <laughs> so uh, you know who knows? And could this baby be Finn's? Could it be the uh, the ex husband? So I don't I, know. It, it makes it less interesting if it's the the ex-husband <laughs> as well. So, uh, And we still don't know. I mean, Sasha is certainly on death's door, and is going to be heading more that way. We're going to see some involvement with the Cassandra storyline, uh, as well as the uh, the afterlife with Ava, and probably some Kiki connections. So we're going to see those things start tying up there. Okay. But uh, right now, where do you place the odds of Sasha making it out of this ordeal alive?
1: I don't know, dude. They've they've thrown me off the scent with that a little bit. Because for a minute, I didn't think she was going to make it through the week. And now they've gone a whole week without us seeing her. So that means that's telling me, as a fan and a viewer, that they are revisiting how they want to have this play out.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh, you know I mean, what I mean? I mean, I haven't seen anything yet about her you know, being let go from the show or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it does give me hope that, that she's going to stick around for a little bit.
1: I hope she does. It would be nice to have Michael at least have love for a little while.
0: <laughs> well, true. And I, I think the drama of the revelation that she's not really Nina's daughter... Will
1: that's going to be devastating? Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait for those scenes because Liesl is going to lose her mind.
0: Yeah, but I think it plays better if Sasha's alive. Mm. If she's dying and they find out, and then she dies.
1: Yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, we don't yeah. get to really dig yeah. into that. Yeah, stuff.
0: absolutely. Uh, folks, uh, just a really short and sweet little nugget n- news nugget for you.
1: We're gonna because we got our we, the time has flown. It really did.
0: Yes, and we
1: had sixty-four people in the chat room.
0: What? Sixty-four strong. We love it, and you know, folks. We, you know that strength you give that strength to us by joining us every single Sunday so thank you so much we know there's so many places that you could be watching I mean you're already hanging out with Carla at 5 <laughs> o'clock at Black Hollywood Live there so you can see her burgeoning media empires that rises higher and higher in the Hollywood stratosphere every single week uh, but, folks, thanks for watching us. And if you're uh, getting involved in the conversation, whether it's on YouTube and you're liking and subscribing, whether it's on iTunes, you give us a five star and leave a comment. But thank you so much for getting involved in helping us become the ESPN or TV Talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That went really fast. That did. Let me do a little shout out real quick. Annie Gawain, Melody Mae Moffat, Michael B., Marlon Wallace, Pe- Kelly Public Cover, Barb P., Dolores Leach, Michael Paluzzo, Stuart Pierce, Jerry Jacks, ZK. Um, I said ZK. I said Annie Going. Somebody named Tinkle love, Tinkle love Music. I think Tink Love Music. I think that's how you say it. Oh, nice. I like that one. Rena Sheen. Oh, Say Do You See. And I think I got everybody for the most part. Oh, and, Drew W. and Drew M. Love it. And Barb P. So thank you guys.
0: Yeah, and now Carla's going to say who her favorite person in the, in, the, in the chat room is.
1: No, I'm not i not going to say my favorite person. They're all my favorites. <laughs> ah! for a variety. They are all my favorites for a variety of reasons because they all bring something unique and special to the conversation, and I appreciate you all for that. Thank you. Nicely done.
0: Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. As always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you, everybody. Hop in in the chat there. And if you're watching it we streamed live, make sure you comment down below. But if you want to stay in touch with either of us after the show's over, Carla, where can they find you?
1: You guys can find me at 5 o'clock over at Black Hollywood Live for the Curvy Critic, where I talk about the latest releases, some classic joints, and some interviews along the way.
0: Look at that! Folks, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not following with Carla's, whether it's Black Hollywood Live, all the other cool stuff she's doing outside of here. <laughs> make sure you follow her; it's time well spent. Aww, Folks,
1: thank you. you got it. Uh, follow
0: me on Twitter and Instagram at #HappyGoJackie. We'll be back here next week with an all-new episode of the GH Report right here on After Buzz TV. Bye.
1: Our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV.